It's time now to welcome back our traveling correspondent, comedian Tom Papa, in a segment we call Out in America. Thank you, Chris. On behalf of Live From Here, I continue my journey across the country, shining a light on all the good people in America. This week, I put on my snakeskin boots, polished off my belt buckle, headed off to Dallas, Texas. To be a big city in a big state known for big things, you need a big attitude. Dallas is home to big oil, big football, big barbecue, and big implants. Everyone in, Dex everyone in Texas has pride, but Dallas is the place where they aren't shy about it. There are a lot of upscale places popping up in Dallas with all the velvet rope clubs that you find in other cities. But when I come to Dallas, I'm looking for the lead belly honky-tonk dives, and one of the best places to find that is over on Commerce Street in Deep Ellum. It's the part of the city where it's been said they need no daylight savings time because there ain't no bedtime. I moseyed on into Adair's Saloon. It's the kind of place where it feels like you're either gonna have the best time of your life or end up tossed out the front window like a rag doll from out of town. I sat at the bar next to the biggest cowboy I had ever seen. His clothes were so tight they looked like they were vacuum sealed around his body, making him look like a rodeo star wrapped in saran wrap. His skin tight boots looked like they would only come off if he was molting. And his hat could easily be flipped over in the summertime and used as a swimming pool. His name was Daryl. And when he turned to say hello, he had to turn his whole body because God had forgotten to give him a neck. His bright red face seemed stretched out like an overinflated balloon that was about to pop. He had a goatee where his chin should be and one googly eye that darted around on its own like a manic periscope. He offered me some of his fried chicken wings and in return, I bought us around. He said that his doctor had told him to stay off the hard stuff, so he drinks beer now. But, he said, he never told me how much I can drink, so I just try and keep it somewhere between a ton and a buttload. <laughs> Have you ever watched a man down his beer in one sip and crush the can on the side of his head and realize you should buy him more immediately for your own safety? <laughs> I have. He was born and raised in Fort Worth. I asked him if he liked it there. Asking if I like Fort Worth is like asking if I like myself. We're one and the same, and the answer to both questions is I like them both just fine. His eye kept watching me as the rest of him drank. <laughs> it's just me and my wife now, he said. We have two grown children, but they've moved away. I don't get to see them as much as I want. I knew I'd miss them, but I just didn't know how, I just didn't think it would hurt this bad. He said, I understand now why my father called me so much when he was alive. I guess I should have called him back more often than I did. If someone who loves you is reaching out, the least you can do is take their hand. The band at the end of the narrow hallway of the place was playing the kind of twangy, slow country song that makes a grown man cry, which is exactly what Big Darrell was doing. His giant body was shaking like a western jello mold, and his eyes were welled up like overfilled bird baths. When the song was over, he pounded the bar with his fist and wiped the tears away with a chicken wing. 
He said ever since he had his heart attack last year, he's been extra emotional. He said, I cry at everything these days. I told him that the same thing happened to me once my daughters were born. Have you ever been hugged by a man who was so big that your eyes popped out of your face like one of those Cupid dolls? I have. Daryl said it was time that we get ourselves some dessert. So we paid our tab, staggered out of the bar. Daryl said, look, it's a cupcake shop. I thought he was joking, but then he started jumping up and down like a grizzly bear auditioning for the circus. Inside, we met the owner. Her name was Amanda. She had slick blonde hair, and everything on her seemed expensive. She said, I was a corporate lawyer, and I gave it all up to open this cupcake shop. Forget oil, she said. I got in on the cupcake boom, but it's about to go bust. Daryl didn't hear a word, she said. He was too busy two-stepping around the shop with cupcakes on the end of his fingers like they were olives. I asked her why she thought the cupcake fad was really over. And she said, because, honey, donuts are coming back. They always do. And she's right. Fads come and go, but the donut holds steady. The donut doesn't try and get all fancy and chase after the next big thing. The donut is confident and humble, and it's always there. You looking for a donut in the greasy old diner? He'll be there. You looking for a donut in the rear end of a supermarket? He'll be there. You looking for a donut in the middle of the night in a truck stop gas station in a plastic bag next to the register alongside the sticks of beef jerky and weird fig bars? He'll be there. You ask a cupcake to do that, its icing will melt right before your eyes. It's all right, she said. Cupcakes had a good run. I don't get too attached to these things. Success is all about timing and you have to know when to get out, just like my marriage. <laughs> it was good for a while, but as soon as it started to turn south, I ran for the hills. Have you ever heard a moan that sounded like a cow giving birth and turned to see your giant friend Daryl covered in icing and crying again? <laughs> I have. We cried a little more and then I had a good laugh at my good fortune that I had become friends with the biggest cowboy I ever saw in a city appropriately called the Big D. Thank you, Dallas. And until next time, this has been Tom Papa out in America. Thank you, Tom. Look for Tom on April 11th through 13th at Cobbs in San Francisco.